0: Hello, you seekers, explorers, and renegades out there. Welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. In today's episode, we're talking about intuition. It is that soft, gentle nudge that we have all experienced, but we can't explain really where it comes from, but we can't deny it's in fact there. What it is or where it comes from, we can all Discuss till uh, the nth degree because we all have our different beliefs of uh, what it is, but those that rely on it and trust it, swear by it. Now clearly we are all unique individuals, so if we are two people that are experiencing, uh, having the same experience, and uh, we are both having different intuitive hits about that particular experience, doesn't mean that one is right and one is wrong we're just having a different experience relating to that but a lot of times this is where our own egos or shadow side can come in and uh, say that we are the right ones and we should uh, be listened to and so forth but this is where we need to perhaps take a bit of a humble pill and uh, realize that we are having our own experiences and allow others to have their experiences too let's listen to our group members and see what they have to say about the intuition and find out a little bit more what uh, different types of intuition there are and how you can use it, how you can develop it and so forth. Hope you enjoy this episode of the Alchemy Experience podcast. Many of you may be familiar with uh, Paolo Coelho's book, The Alchemist, and in that he writes, Intuition is really a sudden immersion of the soul into the un- universal current of life. Now, intuition is something that everybody talks about. Everybody knows about it. It's not a question of whether you believe in it or not. It's whether you trust it or not a lot of times. But if we look at it from a scientific point of view, there are more studies being done now uh, with regards to uh, intuition. And you know where does it come from? How is it that we can know something before it actually happens? And how can we be guided by something that we don't know where it's coming from and get it right every single time? So, of course, science has always put this category to the... uh, categorized it rather as... um, religion or superstition or spirituality so something metaphysical so nothing to be uh, you know pseudoscience now however as we are the anecdotal evidence obviously is overwhelming to show that intuition is something that is de facto uh, part of everyone's life and it is something that we all have access to In greater or lesser degree, that is. Um, And I think one of the more famous and more renowned uh, people that talk about uh, intuition is uh, Sonia Choquette. And she talks about three different types of intuition. Uh, and she ha- uses the uh, light system with the red, green, and white uh, lights, right? So red being the uh, survival, uh, uh, intuition, basically that uh, your warning system, right? So if something you're about to go into a dangerous situation, it's what makes you. A, they hear uh, the, the hair on the uh, on your neck stand up and you kind of get that gut feeling right so that's what we talk about listening to your gut so that's your red uh, red light inst- intuition and it has nothing to do with any red light district um, then we have the uh, green intuition which is the creative imp- uh, input or uh, intuition and that resides in the heart right so it's, that's when you listen to your heart, to follow your heart. We, t- we use this vocabulary in our daily lives. Um, so it is something that always exists, right? Now white light intuition is uh, spiritual in- intuition, more related to your path, your mission, your purpose, and what you're supposed to do with your life. So when you are in alignment with your true self, your authenticity, etc., um, that's when you get those uh, white-light intuitive uh, impulses. When I sit down and look at it and work through kind of the process of how to connect with your intuition, I use a kind of a four-step uh, process. So you prepare yourself, you prepare the ground uh, within yourself to receive or to be vibrationally uh, receptive to intuition. And that means making sure you're grounded and that you have a re- that you f- feel you have feelings within yourself that are elevated and not based on anger, fear, and so forth. So you're not perpetually living in a, a state of stress, fear, anger bitterness low vibrational feelings right so you always try to elevate yourself as much as possible and this is where you know in uh, personal development we talk about you know the gratitude uh, practice uh, practicing compassion and uh, self-love etc cetera, etc cetera. by doing that you start to open up yourself to listen to uh, the intuitive impulses that you get now. If we use uh, Sonia's uh, system here, the red light uh, intuition that comes always comes through very strongly, and you don't necessarily have to be very intuitive to uh, feel or listen to that because that it's pretty much like shouting in your ear, uh, like no, do not go down that alleyway. <laughs> so it's. Um, but again, it, it is different as well, because it's, and it, of course, it depends on the situation. It will get stronger <laughs> the, the more imminent the, the problem is. So if a deer is about to jump out on the road and you're speeding along, you might get that intuitive impulse to break, right? You don't know where it's coming from. You just break. And then there might be things that are a little more ben, uh, benign, if you like. They might be a lot more quiet. They're a lot more, uh, yeah, exactly. The whispers turn into screams, exactly. Um, so it's there are different degrees of uh, the the uh, intensity as well, shall we say. Now the the green light, the uh, creative opportunity, that's very soft, very gentle, um, and this is where it oftentimes. Fights, uh, especially the white and the green, uh, where they fight with the brain or with the mind as to which way to go. Right? Then this is often where we struggle uh, to find our path or find our passion and find you know the the uh, the way we should uh, uh, go down. So in terms of uh, preparing the ground or preparing fertile soil within yourself, I think also the being out there and talking about it then allows you to be, it's, it's really about building a relationship with intuition, and that, that's what this process is, is about. But if you don't open yourself up to welcoming it, uh, it's like um, uh, the quote I always say from um, Roald Dahl, that if you don't believe in magic, you'll never, you'll never experience it. Same with the intuition. If you don't believe in it and you don't welcome it, no, you're not going to experience it. So uh, having that need or that, the want and the desire to welcome it in is going to be part of that process. So talk about it and talk about it with all sorts of people. You know, oh, yeah, I, you know, I really feel this is a good way to go. And also listen to your own language. If you're constantly saying, I think, I think, I think, then it is your, uh, usually your uh, mind that is operating. If you're saying, I feel, then that means that you, your uh, uh, impulses coming from somewhere else, oftentimes. Um, and
1: So intuition is my jam. And thank you for bringing that as a topic today. And I think that one of the things that I've tested over time is the fact that I think that when you're... And it's interesting you were talking about the differences between the the thinking and the emotions, because I, I don't really get that the emotions are really the intuitive part of us, because a lot of times the emotions are, the, are also connected to the mental for me. And a lot of times the emotions aren't always of the highest good, because you can see even right now in the, the way that the world is going, a lot of people want to go off of emotions as opposed to facts. And so therefore, that can be something that can sway people from the perspective of, a, what's called a pendulum in different places. Mm-hmm. But what I think is important in regards to testing out your intuition is the fact that you look at it from the perspective of that inner dialogue between yourself of what you want and what you feel like your inner guidance is telling you, and then finding the rectification of the two of those to the point of where they're one and the same. So when your inner guidance and the, and they're one and the same, I know I, d- I did a clearing yesterday and it was just like watching the person go from a, uh, or an intuitive coaching session, going watching the person literally go from one one viewpoint to the next, where they look like a completely different person. And since you and I do these, you know, clearings together, you know exactly what that means in the sense of where it's like you can see this hard exterior because you see all this stuff on this person, and the next thing you know, it's like it's just almost like they just got a bath and they're washed clean, and they're smiling and they're sweet and and pliable and and fantastic. It is so amazing to watch that kind of stuff because you completely 100% trusted your intuition. And that's the part about, to me, it's like when my guidance becomes the same as my, my spiritual guidance is that I'm totally in alignment with that. I'm completely congruent and then everything flows and all these amazing things come forward. But if I'm in resistance to it and I feel like somehow I'm this rebellious teenager that I'm rebelling against what my inner guidance is telling me or my intuition, then I don't I don't have the ability to manifest the way that I want to. So I know that's a super advanced way to put it, but by the same way, it's like the congruency and the alignment in the sense of where, if I know that my inner guidance tells me that this is the path for me to go forward in, and it will be the most amazing thing and better than I could ever imagine. and I will be happier and more in tune and the roses will smell better and the sun will shine brighter Then I follow that because the intuition is telling me that this is the path forward. And then all these amazing thing ha- things happen.
0: Well, I think you're, you're absolutely right in that our emotions, if our emotions are, rather, if our frequency, if our vibrations are low, then our emotions are going to be uh, um, in a reflection of that. So our, when we receive our intuitive guidance, as it were, it's going to be in alignment with our vibrational uh, state of being or a state of uh, wow. feelings, as it were. Uh, so, it, absolutely, and that's why I'm saying that in as we prepare the ground or the ground do the groundwork to to receive these intuitive insights, it is important that we do elevate ourselves because if we keep operating on that lower fear-based uh state of being then the intuitive intuitive impulses we are going to interpret them
1: in that uh in that way right activity you can see so many places of where i mean if you were to turn on the news you would think that this this planet is a horrible place but that's why like for example you know the the tv channel that you're going to be a part of it's like having these beautiful stories of of amazing people doing beautiful work around the world is something where we need positive news because ultimately it's not about the sponsorship and it's not about money it's not about that kind of stuff it's about looking at the fact that all around the globe there are people that are doing beautiful work and beautiful things but what you were talking about is totally accurate it's almost like hygiene like you know making sure that you wash your body and take care of yourself on a daily basis and eat and sleep. You need to be responsible for your own vibrations. You need to be responsible for upgrading your frequency because you need to align to your source. Whatever your source is, you need to align to it. And once you've aligned to that, then you can go around being this beautiful, self-contained, whole embodied person. And then you can go out and do all this amazing stuff. But until you do that and you're totally at the mercy of everything else of where it's scorched earth and everybody's hair is on fire, then you're focusing completely on that. So that is your responsibility. You are the source of your own alignment with your own special guidance that you get. And that is so crucial. And I don't think most people think that.
0: Well, in that respect as well, the, it's, it's the law of resonance. So if you are resonating or vibrating at a low level, through, you know, hate, anger, fear, whatever, then you are going to be a receptacle for those types of thoughts, feelings, and uh, messages as well. So, and yeah, I mean, there are high vibrational and low vibrational intuition, intuitive messages in the world, uh, in the universe that we then become uh, receptive of. So we're, we're acting like antennas in that respect, right? So we will act out in that respect and from that perspective. Um, so if we, are act, uh, if we are vibrating at a, a fear level, then we are going to act out based on our intuition at that level. So that's where you know the intu- intuition does come through your feelings. But if your feelings are low vibrational, it's going to match that.
2: I have a question about building before you continue on to the four steps of kind of getting prepared. But when it comes to um, preparing yourself and getting feedback, what kind of ideas or what kind of techniques can you recommend? Because I've heard people say to name your intuition, just, you know, call it your vibe or whatever. And then also I've heard looking for signs like um, just Uh, i'm not really clear on this part of it but essentially looking for the universe to show up with um number sequences or different things to give you a clue that you're on the right path um can you speak to that
0: Yeah. so uh, and actually there was um, a very good idea that uh, Sonia had Uh, when you look at the white light intuition uh, that's your spiritual guidance right that's that's the one you name, right? Because that's the one you can then communicate in, in that because white light intuition is at least she refers to her as your higher self,
2: right? That's good to know. I didn't, I have not heard that.
0: Yeah, so that's why we, and, and I think if you look at the other two, the green and the red light, uh, they are more uh, kind of into uh, messages that come through because you are a vibrational match to them, if you like, based on uh, where you are vibrationally and what is going on around you and what. Part of your path you are on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I mean, it gets very complex once you take all the pieces of the puzzle into it. It gets super, super complex. And if you sat down and tried to figure it out, you drive your crazy yourself crazy in about a split second, right? <laughs> but yeah, so the uh, the white light intuition that, that is essentially uh, how you connect with your higher self, and that's where she talks about naming it. Um, so yeah I have a name for my uh, higher self and it's uh, Ishtar so you know I talk to Ishtar <laughs> and that helps me uh, then gain that um, and it's building that relationship so course. while you're
2: building that relationship and you're looking for feedback what other te- what techniques do you use like in the early stages where you know it was pretty unsteady ground and you, you weren't really sure what was going on but you're just like testing the waters initially.
0: Barbie and I just uh, finished running a, um, a course called Science of Science, um, which will be uh, available to the public at some point during the summer. Uh, but yeah, it is part of observing things around you, being aware, you know, it, really taking this, uh, becoming the observer of your yourself and your own experiences, and Being an observer of the life around you, rather than looking at everything externally to you and reacting uh, from from the point of view of your, of your emotions. So, if someone triggers you, you're not acting from the emotion. You're looking at yourself having the experience of that emotion. So, always allowing it, but and that way you you also circle through your system, and that way you you always have a baseline reading of how you feel and how you know where you have tensions in your body so when something changes you're then able to pick up on it, right that makes sense you know where meditation and so forth is very helpful because you train yourself to observe things from uh, the point of view of your awareness
2: right well and it seems like that also has a A side benefit as well, because as you're observing your self-talk, um, one of the questions you can ask yourself is who is telling me this and why? And in this instance, like if you were the example, you can recognize, oh, this is actually coming from Ishtar. Yeah. And so then you could be more receptive. Is that kind of am I hearing you correctly?
0: Absolutely. And then you can go on to the next step. Then you also start recognizing when it is your mind talking. You also recognize when it is your spirit guides talking, depending on your uh, belief system. Because that is then going to be of a different quality, and it's going to be of a different uh, type of uh, recommendation, if you like. Does that make
2: sense, well? Absolutely. Thank you. Sure.
3: I was uh, just going to say, going back to the conversation around emotions, um, I think the more that we can learn to recognize that it's the emotion speaking as opposed mm-hmm. to the intuition like to to actually look at where where is the thought or where is the uh impulse coming from because i think sometimes we can have old like fears and traumas that come up and we think that that's what's speaking sure or no, we think it's intuition speaking, but it's actually that that's speaking. Mm -hmm. And so we need to get those things cleared. And the more we clear those things, the more we can actually tap into our our true intuition and the signs that the universe is giving to us.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And I think also before you get there, because you know, clearing out all baggage can take a lifetime or several, uh, depending on how much karma one has built up, uh, But I think if you are aware of your situation, of your baggage, as it were, and you have that baseline reading, you're working on it and you have that baseline reading, then you are aware, you become more and more aware of what's your own bullshit and what is actually intuition, right? So, uh, and especially that red light, the intuition that comes in that warns you you know if i'm sitting here at my desk and i get a fear that a snake is going to bite me then yeah not very likely <laughs> at this particular moment right so then i can tap into it and i can see okay that's my uh, my just my unrealistic fear of uh snakes right Uh, it could pop up and then I can see okay well what's behind that why why did that emotion come up so and this is what I'm talking about being an observer of the experience then allows me to not attach to it but I'm then allowed to kind of dig deeper and go okay where is this actually coming from the intuition could uh, you know that could very well be at play here to show me that something else is going on right Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I was thinking just as you were talking about um, a fear of snake, a fear of snakes and snake bites, Um, I had somebody share a poem with me that is about um, a rope that somebody thinks is a snake. Mm -hmm. And so they get themselves so worked up and everything that, that comes up is around the thought that this this rope is a snake. And so it's all all the perception and being able to look at and work through those things that come up.
0: To to know what it actually is. Well, for sure, and just uh, in connection with that, you know, when we work with the subconscious and the the unrealistic fears, you know, when we do self hypnosis or we work with hypnosis, for example, you can install fears as well as to uh, take them away. You know, so it's and that's the work that we do, right? So <laughs> yeah. Um, and Barbie uh, snake bites depends on what's biting you. Uh, you can tell your story about snake bites if you want.
1: Yeah, I was just, I was just laughing because I have an African ball python, and uh, he's he's in the five years I've had him, he's bitten me three times, and it basically hurts my feelings more than it does actually hurts. So I'm like, hey, what are you doing? So yeah, uh, only one time was actually a, a major, and it literally didn't hurt it was just looking at it going like why are you biting me anyway I don't look like a mouse but uh, (laughs) I think that one of the things that's really important that to Glenn's point is the fact that a lot of this stuff is really about testing it and so one of the reasons why you know I mean I I was definitely that really rebellious teenager and and I didn't want to be controlled and told what to do so you know kind of taming me in a sense was a really difficult thing in regards to my guides but it's like what I loved was the fact that initially when I got onto my spiritual path that I've been on for three decades is that I was told question everything question everything question everything your experience is everything and I really appreciated that because it wasn't dogmatic and it was it wasn't theological it was literally like question everything so like for example spiritual law is that if you're your inner spirit guide shows up to you and it's not your spirit guide. You can ask, is it you? And if it's not, they'll disappear. So, I mean, think things like that of where you literally can totally test it out, but that's the part of testing out. And that's why like Christopher and I talked about gamification and science of science. The fact that you have the opportunity to be able to make things that are inconsequential and they're not things that will be life or death situations that you can test with it. So it's like just silly things like, you know, okay, well if I get a female on the phone today, that means I'm going to get what my intention if I get a, you know, if I get a male on the phone, then it means that, that this it's like you start playing with it. You make it playful, childlike wonder, suspend this belief. And you start playing with it. So you start saying to yourself like, okay, well You know, what would it take for me to get an upgrade? And then also next, you know, you're at Starbucks and then somebody, somebody says like, would you like an extra shot of espresso for free? And you're like, why? Yes, I would. Thank you very much. Or, you know, so on and so forth. So I started gamifying things like that. And, you know, and I would find that I would go into Costco. If you're in the United States and you know Costco, the only employees that are there are the people that are greeting you at the door and the cash register. Other than that, you cannot find a human being to help you to save your life. I literally get a personal shopper. I have, I literally have somebody greet me at the door and be like, well, good morning. Well, good afternoon. Can I help you? What can I find for you? Let's go find this for you. Oh, is there anything else you'd like on your shopping list? Let's go find this. Let's go get this. Is there anything else I can help you with? I'm like at freaking Nordstrom or at like, you know, having a personal shopper and I'm going like, I didn't ask for any of this stuff. I just showed up with my shiny self and I got this like VIP treatment. And that's something that's happened like literally all over the world. So it's like, having these opportunities of where you gamify it and you make it fun because ultimately it's inconsequential. Whether I go to Costco and have to serve myself or have some nice attendant who's gonna like walk me around the store and then, you know, treat me like a VIP doesn't matter. So that's the part about it's like if you test it, test it, test it, but make it playful. Like right now I have three packages that are out. And ultimately, you know, one of them literally within 24 hours was was on another continent. I literally looked at the time. It was like 23 hours to get to another continent. My friend right now has another, uh, you know, a package in Florida that's coming right now too. also flew across from California to Florida. Those are the kind of things of where you play with it. You play with the energy because the universe wants to deliver for you as much as you want to play with it. So that's the part about it. And they have to be asked. That's the most important thing. You have to ask for assistance.
0: And the, absolutely, the gamification is uh, very important here. And uh, that, that's kind of once you, uh, well, it is playing with the trust, which is the next step uh, from knowing, because knowing your baseline, observing your experiences, and also knowing how does yes and no feel. So as Barbie was saying, you need to ask the question. And Barbie has an interesting uh, uh, test, like, and you, you excitedly say yes to yourself and feel, where does that feel in your body? So you just go, yes, yes, you know, and where does that feel in your body? On the opposite side, where does no feel in your body? So like, no, no, where does that feel? So for me, that feels very low down in my stomach. Yes, feels like very much in my heart space so when you know your baseline and you are observing your experiences and you ask yourself a question and you get a sensation in your heart space then you know it's yes for those uh, that are visual might get you know i recommend having neon signs you know one yes sign in the green flashing neon and one no red flashing neon and the one that flashes the brightest that's your answer so we, you can use any of your clairs, as they're called. So, you know, your internal senses. So use your internal imagery or your internal hearing, taste, smell, feeling, whatever it may be. Uh, also, always know that it comes through your feelings and then uh, it's displayed um, however it's displayed. Whether it's through your internal seeing, hearing, taste, smell, Feeling innate knowing, uh, which is cognizance, whatever it may be. And, and then you do build up a uh, um, uh, system for and discernment. So discernment is another key factor that because you're going to get a lot of false information as well. Like Barbara was saying, you have a spirit guide that shows up and you're like, are you my spirit guide? And it's like, no. <laughs> and they go away, right? Uh but you got to ask the question. Uh, but they can very well show up, and if you don't ask the question, they act very much like it, and but they feed you the wrong information. Granted, that's a little bit outside of the intuition side of it, but uh, it's having the ability to discern, A, what information belongs to you, and B, whether it's something that you need to act on and when you need to act on it. Because I can get... Uh, intuitive hunches but they're only for me to prepare myself it's not something I'm supposed to act on for you know six months to a year they're just there so I can know what is coming down the line but, and also now we're talking about trust how many of you would trust if you went onto an airplane and suddenly you get a hunch intuitive hunch like a red, red light hunch or into, intuitive uh, message that Get off the plane, you're standing there with your family, and you how many of you would turn around and say, "We're getting off this plane? So this is trusting your intuition to the very highest degree.
1: So intuition with that too, intuition slash psychic abilities. I know I was in South Korea in nineteen ninety six. And all of a sudden I had this screaming thing in the middle of the night. I was like, call your mother, call your mother, call your mother, call your mother. And it's like, okay, I'm call my mother. And I called her and she's like, uh, so my mom was driving Alexis Lexus in Pacific Palisades on Palisades Drive. And there's a lot of Canyon that goes up to the, the top there and in California. And there was a giant boulder that flew off of the mountain and it actually crashed into her the hood of her car it was literally like a foot away from her, her, it, w- it would have crushed her completely. And luckily she was able to get to the side of the road and be able to be, you know, taken care of, but whatever that experience was for her, where her you know heart was pounding, it was just like horrific emergency. I actually was able to perceive it across the world and to be able to pick it up and then to call her and say, are you okay? And she's like, Oh my God, how did you know? But it's an interesting thing too, to think about the signs that, you know, we have distress signs that go off. And I know a lot of times doing kind of like healing work with people, there's a lot of kind of, you know, for the people that believe in past lives, there's there's these things of where there residuals of, you know, like women who have been left from, you know, men that were sailors who went off on voyages for one, two, three years, and they never came back. So they just kept looking every single day to see whether or not the ship was coming back. So you have a lot of those type of things too. And I, I know I had one of those red light experiences too, in the Cosba in Morocco, that was definitely also a place of where, um, I was being diverted off because I don't know if, if anyone's been to the Cosba, but it has all these little white, like corridors of different places where all the pirates used to be over the Strait of Gibral- Gibraltar. And the next thing you're being diverted, and it just feels like, nope, nope, nope. And so I literally called in my, my guides and said, you know, uh, there's, this doesn't feel right. Can you help out? And the next thing you know, like a little street appeared where we were able to divert and go to the, you know, back to the tour that we were supposed to go to. So it's absolutely an important thing. And I've also heard stories too of people who had uh, inopportune situations. I mean, I know this is gonna sound funny, but one of my friend's uh, coworkers, she didn't go in on 9-11 because she had diarrhea. So she mm-hmm. had diarrhea, diarrhea saved her life. So it's kind of like, oh, well, I had diarrhea and I couldn't actually go into work because I wasn't feeling well. And then that was the day that the Twin Towers went. went. Yeah. And I've heard some stories like that too, of people who didn't get on planes or they didn't get on this or they didn't do that. So those are the kind of things of where what you're talking about is when the amygdala is activated with the reptilian brain in the background. And that is the most important thing of where you do have to really pay attention to that. And that is something of where there's actually a book that's pretty amazing called the gift of fear. And it talks about the fact that when you do have that thing of where your entire adrenaline system is activated, you need to pay attention to that. And a lot of times people don't, and that's where they actually find themselves in in nefarious situations. But I like the, I like the woo woo. Intuition thing and where it feels all, you know, warm and squishy in your heart because all this gorgeous stuff just happens. And, you know, I had another miracle of the day just two minutes ago. So it's like just goes from like, you know, one thing after another, after another, after another. And that's the other thing too that I think is really important for your audience to hear. The more you trust your intuition and the more that you get into this happy, shiny, sparkly, glittery space the more that all this gorgeous stuff starts flowing your way. Mm -hmm. That is the most important thing. You want to get into flow. You want to get to the point of where you literally are being guided by your intuition and your life starts to get so sparkly and gorgeous that you can't imagine going back to the fact of where you are mentalizing things and resisting and doing all this stupid low level drama crap that you were doing before, because everything that's coming to you is so delicious and fantastic and wonderful. And that's where you want to live
0: and the intuition is part of flow that's yeah you know, all, all of these things play into each other i mean all the subjects that we've uh, spoken about uh, at these discussions they all play into each other and so it's being able to elevate in these different areas they all get together to create that flow uh, and intuition is is part of the decision making process in that so absolutely barbie it's a lot of times when uh, and i'm going to come to you in a second memory just want to point out that a lot of times when we, we start playing with our intuition and we start getting it validated because that's what it's about and that goes back to what you were saying before glenn about the science that we get right so you, i can ask a question about something and i'll ask for a white feather in the kitchen or something like that, or I'll ask for a number combination to be shown to me. Just to validate it in a physical uh, aspect or create that physical relationship, the external relationship, because we have been raised to only trust our external senses. Uh, now, this is a process of starting to trust the internal senses and, and uh, kind of reprogramming yourself because more often than not, the intuition is uh, what is most trustworthy, right? Because what, what you see outside yourself, you only see what's immediately in front of you. The intuition sees the whole picture and can see what you perceive as on the, uh, on the outside as being something negative and like, oh, if I do that, that's not gonna be really good. But your intuition knows what the outcome is, and know it's for your highest good. So when you actually get through to the other side, you look back and it's like, oh my god, this was the best option.
4: Hello, thank you for um, letting me be here. I I really loved what I was um, what I was listening to from when I was from when by the time I came in, and um, I've had experiences in my life like Barbie said, when I was younger, like I just was very, um, just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I had a lot, and I don't call it, I never called it guides. I looked at it more like divine intervention. You know, like I've had, I've had experiences that took me from dangerous places. And um, I looked at that as, divine intervention um believe me i've had a lot of divine interventions and then as i got older um i i started to speak to um i guess you could call it a, I, I guess well now it's a it's a guy but he's been my <clears throat> my guide for the for the longest time and um I only ask him for things when I lose something, you know, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I lost it. Help me find it. And I know that you can um, ask St. Thomas for that, but I always ask my guide and um, I always end up finding it. You know, it was like, I, I just, I, I know it's lost, but I ask him, let me please find it. And then, uh, because I don't, I never thought that you could, play the gaming like ask for something and see if it comes to you or if he'll bring it to you or ask or ask um are you my guide or not you know and then let him go I will say that when we do that Monday psycho- psychometry
2: mm-hmm.
4: I use my guide to help me to to help me see or sense what is there. And um, he he, ha- he helps me, you know, and um, and I'm grateful for him. I, I just know he's there. He's, you, you know, and when um, I was doing, uh, I'm doing the <clears throat> Unlocking Transcendence with, um, I forget his name, Jerry Allen, <clears throat> Jeffrey Allen, who I love. And um, I got this little person in my head, and it's my guy, you know, and, and he just sits there and he um goes off and you know, it's uh it's it's really it's really interesting now that I can play the gaming like that is so cool. and um mm. I, I I wanted to thank you for um, for sharing that with us you know, letting us know what's possible. So thank you.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And the gamification of it, A, it makes it fun. It brings the, like, allows your, your little kid to come out and play, right? It allows you to experience it in the third dimensional reality. It allows you to experience it in your physical expression, right? Um, otherwise, it's just something that resides within your subtle energy within yourself. And I think a lot of times that is very important to because we are here to experience something in this reality. Otherwise, there'd be no point in, you know, being in this reality. We could just exist up somewhere else, you know, uh, or in our consciousness. Um, so being able to bring that experience into the physical reality creates that bond between the subtle and the and the physical and it creates that uh validation
2: i was wondering if you could go back and complete the other three ways that you prepare yourself the four-step process before um, we run out of time
0: well there is no running out of time we have as much time as we need so (laughs) as much time as you want to grant us um well, it's really about preparing yourself and then building up uh, a knowing and a relationship and then gaining that trust. And then the second step is to start gamifying it and uh, playing, playing, uh, playing at it full out in your life. So if you look at the trust, and this is where it gets tricky, and a lot of, a lot of us kind of lose, lose the momentum is when we stand there on that plane and we get the intuitive hunch that get off the plane. You know, do we trust it? This is the test, right? So you're there with your whole family, your family's gonna go, oh, really? And the, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm using an example that uh, Sonia actually mentioned. They were in, in the plane and she got an intuitive hunch to get off the plane, they were flying to London and the family was like, oh, really? And they all got off the plane. Apparently, the plane got diverted in Europe somewhere. They would have basically ended up in London and had to fly right back. So it was no point of them going, right? So yeah, so you you stand there to, to lose money and lose face. It should be all the more important for you to trust your intuition. Because the more you trust it, the more it's going to come. The more you trust the intuition, the more it's going to show up. And that's how you build that relationship. It's like building a relationship with uh, anyone, right? The more you trust, the, more, the closer connected you're going to get. And the more trust you're going to get in return. Being able to stand up against the fear and the judgment is going to be part of that. Because if you succumb to it, then your vibrations are going to get down, and your intuition is going to get on with it. So again, it it is it becomes that litmus test to if you if you trust it, you stand uh, stand by it, and you maintain your boundaries. Uh, boundaries is another big thing in being able to work with your intuition. So, uh, and this is a subject we're going to talk about next week is boundaries, um, because it is uh, one of those things that is. Conceptually, uh, hard to uh, <laughs> uh, expand into. But once you move past that, uh, the the fear of judgment, and you can really play with it and gamify it, then you just have fun with it. Now, there are like we've said here before. You know, you have the difference between intuition and uh, spiritual guidance, right? So, Maureen, when you were talking about before, uh, finding stuff, because I use that all the time as well, the other morning of, yeah, you know, I think it was yesterday morning, we were running late for the school run. I couldn't find my car keys. And they're always in my in my drawer here, right? Couldn't find my car keys. And my youngest daughter's freaking out. She hates being late for school. She hates the embarrassment. This is a situation where I can easily then well, anyone can get very worked up and stressed out, right? So rather than doing that, I observed. I was like, okay, I'm feeling a bit stressed out now, but that's okay. I'm just going to take a couple of deep breaths. Where are the keys? And then I get somewhere this innate knowing, because cognizance is one of my primary class. look in the car. I'm like, I never leave the car the keys in the car. And I remember standing here yesterday, locking the car, then knowing the car. But I, I was like, okay, yeah, fine. So I went out and checked in the car. Well, sure enough, they were in the ignition. Um, thankfully, the car was still there. But uh, this is something that happens on a daily... Not me leaving the, cars in, the keys in the car. That happen, doesn't happen on a daily basis. but uh, <laughs> But... Stuff that comes up, and I'm, I'm asking for advice, and I just take that moment to do that cleansing breath and observation. I check my base, do a baseline reading of my, uh, my body and my emotions and my sensations, and then there it comes. So, ask a patient oversee, right? But that's to me, that's more uh, the guide talking. Uh, rather than intuition, intuition is something that comes without you even asking for it. Um, of course, I, I think the uh, guidance can also come when you don't ask for it because you're meant to have it, uh, meant to have the information. But the, to me, it feels very different. Guidance and intuition feel very different. Intuition shows up when you're about to make a, a decision about something, perhaps, and it feels very much in the stomach area uh, if it's that kind of choice that you have to make, right? Now you, uh, the the green light uh, intuition, that is creativity that feels very much in the heart space. Um, and intuition in general, for me, comes through... Uh, the emotions, uh, the feelings, the feelings in the body. Whereas uh, my guidance usually comes through innate knowing or clairaudience. So I'll, I'll hear the uh, hear a message, right? Or clairvoyance. But the intuition usually comes through and it'll feel very different because it'll be more subtle. And it's not going to be always very direct. It might be... Coming through in symbolism, like we talk about in the uh, psychometric class, the energy that comes through uh, oftentimes will be shown as uh, symbolism. Um, Sometimes it doesn't really make sense to begin with, and then you just lean into it, and it kind of becomes clearer and clearer. There are different ways of working with it. And, of course, then, you know, white light intuition, when you're working with your higher self, that uh, all of in itself is going to be an entirely different experience than working with your guides but you're working with a higher aspect of yourself um, so it that will be very much a conversation to me you essentially, for me in a way I can uh, feel it more in my third eye and up in my uh, crown uh, energy centers and then I, when I feel that I can go in and I can actually have a conversation about it as opposed to just being a recipient of information. So red and green light will be just, uh, if anybody familiar with the, the simplex and duplex communication, the simplex is one-way communication, duplex is both ways, right? So intuition will be much more uh, simplex communication rather than a, a back and forth, as
4: I just have a really quick question um, about when you talk about like your your solar plexus and all this other stuff, isn't that more like chakras? Can you use that as like a chakra? Because it sounds like chakra.
0: Yeah, I mean, whether you use energy, the terminology chakras or energy centers, however you want to use it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, It is where in your body you feel it, right? So uh, according to Chinese medicine, there are three energy centers. So you have kind of your energy center up here in the head and one kind of your throat in your chest and then uh, one uh, down around your belly, right?
4: Now, do they have colors?
0: Uh, I don't know if the Chinese system has colors. Uh, I'm not that familiar with it. Of course, we got the Vedic system or the Hindu system with the... uh, chakras, the seven chakras, um, the crown, your third eye, your throat, your heart, your solar plexus, your navel, and your roots. Well, the, th- th- the the seven you have in your body, anyway. Uh, I think there are an additional five on top of that.
4: Um, How did you learn about the Chinese um, system, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I suppose paying
0: attention. <laughs> um, I wasn't... <laughs> no, I suppose you know over the years you i feel a lot of times you feel brought to the information you pick up uh, guidance you pick up uh, teachings it is interesting it oftentimes I will receive information from my higher self or my guides or you know just internal wisdom and then it will be validated by something i read uh, in in the literature as it were so it's uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I've been to been doing uh, acupuncture. Well, I've received ac- acupuncture, and uh, actually, she told me about that too. Um, so the there are similarities in all these different uh, ancient systems, if you like, but um, with some differences. So that's why I always try to talk about more in generality because it doesn't matter if you believe in chakras or in trust the uh, Chinese. Uh, traditional med- uh, medicine system, you know, where you feel it and how it comes through, right? Because most of us have a body and most of us have a, a nervous system. And, you know, it's all, it all works as a um, an antenna, if you like, for you to be able to receive that information. Uh, it's interesting. I uh, posted the other day about... Uh, this TED talk, they had, they took a flatworm wor- and they, so w- we all know that DNA is like the building blocks for our the structure and our construction, right, of our physical bodies. Now they did research on the energy that surrounds the cells and they were looking at these flatworms. The interesting thing with flatworms is uh, they can't really die because you cut them in half or you cut off the head and the tail and they just grow a new head and a new tail, and it grows out in the same place where it should be growing out. Now, the interesting thing is when they went in and they use electrical manipulation, they managed to grow uh, flatworms with two heads and flatworms with two tails, because they were uh, they energetically altered the cell structure or the cell's communication because all these cells would communicate with each other and this is how the cells would know what to build and where to build it. Uh, and they they created frogs with five legs and stuff like that. It, the science is catching up on the fact that we do have this energy or this yeah energy system around us that you can't see and you can't really measure It just exists there. So it's interesting how science is catching up to it. And that is part of, so if I have all this electric energy around me that is able to communicate with other cells, what is to say that this this communication can't be with other forms of uh, other bodies and other cells outside my body? And that then leads into the conversation. Okay, well, intuition comes through that kind of energy as well. But that's a discussion for another day. So, <laughs> yeah. well, enjoy your day for those of you who are in the beginning of it. And uh, enjoy your evening for those of us that are on the end of it. So. Well, thank you. Take care now. If intuition is a concept that's entirely new to you, I hope we've been able to tease your curiosity as to how it can be used to benefit you and those around you. And if you are experienced uh, working with your intuition, perhaps uh, this uh, episode has given you some uh, tricks and tips to further connect deeper with your uh, intuition and to continue working with it to enhancing your life and the lives of people around you. If this is an area in your life that you would like to explore and develop further, why not take advantage of our 30-minute free consultation to see how we might be able to work with you to towards that end? So just go to uk. click on the 30-minute free consultation button on the homepage and let's see how we might be able to help you further deepen your connection with your intuition. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will find your way back to uh, the Alchemy Experience podcast uh, very soon again. In the meantime, have a great one. Take care.